Hello and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Are you sitting comfortably? It's David Cox. Yes, I am. It's Josh Matheson. <laughs> and this week we are looking at chapter 20 of Whoa. Treasure Island. I know we're getting up into the figures now. I literally uh, was about week... to say double figures. I was like, oh, wait. We've no, we've already been in double figures for quite a while. We've been in double, double figures probably since about That March. shit sailed a while ago. Oh, dear. <laughs> it does feel like, you know, when they were back in, like, near Bristol, running around with the, the pub and stuff. It was forever ago. Like Billy yeah. Bones feels like. That feels like no. 20, uh, I know. 2004, maybe. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's so true. <laughs> I don't think we realised how long this book was when we picked it, but never mind. Yeah. We're committed now. We will oh, get through. Yeah. We shall overcome. In it. So last week we had, basically we were filled in on what happened to Jim while the other guys were in the stockade and Tom was being murdered by pirates. Uh, uh, he had met up with Ben. Oh, he was leaving Ben Gunn. They got to the stockade and then Ben went, I'm not going in until I have a gentleman's word. I'm going to head off and you know where to find me. Come and find me when you're ready to talk. And then at the end of the chapter, after they'd all fallen asleep, there was a white flag being waved and Silver has sent a delegation or has come himself. Someone said they spotted Silver to negotiate with the guys in the stockade. So we're now going to find out what Silver has planned. In to terms of, Yes, to end the stalemate, because we're kind of in a stalemate at the moment where the pirates want the treasure, they all want the treasure and the ship, but then nobody's got the rations to wait the other person out either. So it's a bit of a race against hunger and dying of thirst, I think. Well, yeah, someone's got to give. Hmm. So let's see what he proposes to end this stalemate. Let's get into it. Chapter 20. Silver's Embassy. Sure enough, there were two men just outside the stockade, one of them waving a white cloth, the other, no less a person than Silver himself, standing placidly by. It was still quite early, and the coldest morning that I think I ever was abroad in, a chill that pierced into the marrow. The sky was bright and cloudless overhead, and the tops of the trees shone rosily in the sun. But where Silver stood with his lieutenant, all was still in shadow, and they waded knee-deep in a low white vapour that had crawled during the night out of the morass. The chill and the vapour taken together told a poor tale of the island. It was plainly a damp, feverish, unhealthy spot. Keep indoors, men, said the captain. Ten to one, this is a trick. Then he hailed the buccaneer. Who goes? Stand or we fire. Flag of truce, cried Silver. The captain was in the porch keeping himself carefully out of the way of a treacherous shot, should any be intended. He turned and spoke to us. Doctor's watch on the lookout. Doctor Livesey, take the north side, if you please. Jim, the east. Grey, the west. The watch below, all hands to load muskets. Lively men and careful. And then he turned again to the mutineers. And what do you want with your flag of truce? He cried. 
This time it was the other man who replied. Captain Silver, sir, to come on board and make terms, he shouted. Captain Silver? Don't know him. Who is he? <laughs> Good bit. Ultimate insult. Cried the captain, and we could hear him adding to himself. Captain, is it? My heart. And here's promotion. I love how he's like really taken to offense because he's like, you know, I've earned my title of captain. You've just given it to yourself. It's like when Bloomin' Gillian McKee started calling herself a doctor and everyone who's probably a doctor's like, you can't just you do can that. You... <laughs> you can't just put doctor at the start of your name. No matter how much yeah. poo you look at. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, it's... laughs> In a lunchbox. <laughs> In a lunchbox. <laughs> he's got a snuff box full of parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh well <laughs> oh dear long john answered for himself me sir these poor lads have chosen me captain after your desertion sir laying a particular emphasis on the word desertion we're willing to submit if we can come to terms and no bones about it all I ask is your word, Captain Smollett, to let me safe and sound out of this here stockade and one minute to get out of shot before a gun is fired. My man, said Captain Smollett, I have not the slightest desire to talk to you. If you wish to talk to me, you can come, that's all. If there is any treachery, it'll be on your side and the Lord help you. That's enough, Captain, shouted Long John cheerily. A word from you's enough. I know a gentleman, and you may lay to that. We could see the man who carried the flag of truce attempting to hold Silver back. Nor was that wonderful, seeing how cavalier had been the captain's answer. But Silver laughed at him aloud and slapped him on the back, as if the idea of alarm had been absurd. Then he advanced to the stockade, threw over his crutch, got a leg up, and with great vigour and skill succeeded in surmounting the fence and dropping safely to the other side. I will confess that I was far too much taken up with what was going on to be of the slightest use as sentry. Indeed, I had already deserted my eastern loophole and crept up behind the captain, who had now seated himself on the threshold with his elbows on his knees his head in his hands and his eyes fixed on the water as it bubbled out of the old iron kettle in the sand. He was whistling, come lasses and lads. Silver had terrible hard work getting up the knoll. What with the steepness of the incline, the thick tree stumps and the soft sand, he and his crutch were as helpless as a ship in stays. But he stuck to it like a man in silence, and at last arrived before the captain, whom he saluted in the handsomest style. He was tricked out in his best, an immense blue coat, thick with brass buttons, hung as low as to his knees, and a fine laced hat that was set on the back of his head. "'Here you are, my man,' said the captain, raising his head. "'You'd better sit down.' You ain't a-going to let me inside, Captain, complained Long John. It's a main cold morning, to be sure, sir, to sit 
outside upon the sand. Why, Silver, said the captain, if you had pleased to be an honest man, you might have been sitting in your galley. It's your own doing. You're either my ship's cook, and then you were treated handsome, or Captain Silver, a common mutineer and pirate, and then you can go hang. Well, well, Captain, returned the sea cook, sitting down as he was bidden on the sand. You'll have to give me a hand up again, that's all. A sweet, pretty place you have of it here. Ah, there's Jim. The top of the morning to you, Jim. Doctor, here's my service. Why, there you all are together, like a happy family, in a manner of speaking. If you have anything to say to me, my man, better say it, said the captain. Right you were, Captain Smollett, replied Silver. Duty is duty, to be sure. Well, now, you look here. That was a good lay of yours last night. I won't deny it was a good lay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it when words change meaning. Just can't ignore that one. I mean, friend. duty is duty is pretty bad as well. <laughs> he, he loves that one. He's used that before. Some of you pretty handy with a handspike end. And I'll not deny neither, but what some of my people was shook. Maybe all was shook. Maybe I was shook myself. Maybe that's why I'm here for terms. But you mark me, Captain. It won't do twice by thunder. We'll have to do sentry go and ease off a point or so on the rum. Maybe you think we were all a sheet in the wind's eye. But I'll tell you, I was sober. I was only dog-tired, and if I'd awoke a second sooner, I'd have caught you in the act, I would. He wasn't dead when I got round to him, not he. Well, says Captain Smollett, as cool as can be, all that Silver said was a riddle to him, but you would never have guessed it from his tone. As for me, I began to have an inkling. Ben Gunn's last words came back to my mind. I began to suppose that he had paid the buccaneers a visit while they all lay drunk together round the fire and I reckoned up with glee that we had only fourteen enemies to deal with. Well, here it is, said Silver. We want that treasure, and we'll have it. That's our point. You would just as soon save your lives, I reckon, and that's yours. You have a chart, haven't you? That as may be, replied the captain. Oh, well, you have. I know that returned Long John. You needn't be so husky with a man. There ain't a particle of service in that, you may lay to it. What I mean is, we want your chart. Now, I never meant you no harm myself. That won't do with me, my man, interrupted the captain. We know exactly what you meant to do, and we don't care for now, you see. You can't do it. And the captain looked at him calmly, and proceeded to fill a pipe. If Abe Gray, Silver broke out, avast there, cried Smollett. Gray told me nothing, and I asked him nothing, and what's more, I would see you and him and this whole island blown clean out of the water into blazes first. So there's my mind for you, my man, on that. 
This little whiff of temper seemed to cool Silver down. He had been growing nettled before, but now he pulled himself together. Like enough, said he. I would set no limits to what gentlemen might consider shipshape, or might not, as the case were. And seeing as how you were about to take a pipe, Captain, I'll make so free as do likewise. And he filled a pipe and lighted it, and the two men sat silently smoking for quite a while, now looking each other in the face, now stopping their tobacco, now leaning forward to spit. It was as good as the play to see them. Now, resumed Silver, here it is. You give us the chart to get the treasure by and drop shooting poor seamen and stoving of their heads in while asleep. You do that, and we'll offer you a choice. Either you come aboard along of us, once the treasure shipped, and then I'll give you my affy davy upon my word of honour to clap you somewhere safe ashore. Or if that ain't to your fancy, some of my hands being rough and having old scores on account of hazing, then you can stay here, you can. We'll divide our stores with you, man for man, and I'll give my affy Davy, as before, to speak the first ship I sight, and send him here to pick you up. Now, you alone, that's talking. Handsomer you couldn't look to get, now you. And I hope, raising his voice, that all hands in this here blockhouse will overhaul my words, for what is spoke to one is spoke to all. Captain Smollett rose from his seat and knocked out the ashes of his pipe in the palm of his left hand. Is that all? he asked. Every last word by thunder, answered John. Refuse that, and you've seen the last of me but musket balls. Very good, said the captain. Now you'll hear me. If you'll come up, one by one, unarmed, I'll engage to clap you all in irons, and take you home to a fair trial in England. If you won't, my name is Alexander Smollett. I've flown my sovereign's colours, and I'll see you all to Davy Jones. You can't find the treasure. You can't sail the ship. There's not a man among you fit to sail the ship. You can't fight us. Grey there got away from five of you. Your ship's in irons, Master Silver. You're on a lee shore, and so you'll find. I stand here and tell you so, and they're the last good words you'll get from me. For in the name of heaven, I'll put a bullet in your back when next I meet you. Tramp, my lad. Bundle out of this, please, hand over hand and double quick. Silver's face was a picture. His eyes started in his head from wrath. He shook the fire out of his pipe. Give me a hand up, he cried. Not I, returned the captain. Who'll give me a hand up, he roared. Not a man among us moved. Growling the foulest imprecations, he crawled along the sand till he got hold of the porch and could hoist himself up upon his crutch. Then he spat into the spring. There, he cried, that's what I think of you. Before an hour's out, I'll stove in your old blockhouse like a rum puncheon. 
Laugh by thunder, laugh. Before an hour's out, you'll laugh upon the other side. Them that die'll be the lucky ones. And with a dreadful oath, he stumbled off, ploughed down the sand, was helped across the stockade after four or five failures by the man <laughs> with the flag of truce. <laughs> he can, and, he's trying to like, walk off like with a bit of... And then he's like, oh, uh, hang on. Oh. And I, literally like, no dignity whatsoever. He's like, you'll rule the day. And then he's like, oh, I can't. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I love it because he got over so easily the other way. You'd think that offence would be... The, the whole point of a garrison is it's harder to jump into it than out of it. You'd think if you were going to design a wall, you'd make it easier to get out than in. Never mind. And he disappeared in an instant afterwards among the trees. End of chapter. I, I do love Captain Smollett, I have to say. He's such a like a... He's, a... he's badass. He's, he's like, yeah, he is, and he's, I'll give, I'll he's, give you a chase. Yeah, it's pretty but, respectable. Yeah, I, I take my hat off to him actually. Yeah, and he's like completely stilled as well. He just like not, not moved, not phased, not kind of uh-huh. bothered at all by the reputation or bravado of the person opposite him. I did, I didn't realize that they're actually unable to sail the ship. No, yes, I didn't realize that either. Which you'd think that having all of them worked on them for so long that they'd be able to to do that. But sure. maybe it's the he means like the actual charting of the courses and stuff, because that's what Long John was saying before. Like, oh, why are we oh, jumping before? Do you know what I mean? We can let them because their plan was obviously to literally take the ship on its way home. So probably yeah. just before it docks, they were probably going to jump it then and and then just do the last little bit once they already had England in sight. Mm. rather than trying to actually chart a course all the way from the other side yeah, of the world. It's not, it's not like actually sailing. It's just the, the intellect of it. Like, yeah, like probably. It's there. probably the navigating because they probably know how to pull the sails to catch wind and to like just steer it in a general direction. But yeah. navigating in this time would have been horrible. Do you know, I can vouch. I just got back from a holiday in Greece and I, we took a speedboat out one day mm. and I was, I, was <laughs> captain, I was Captain Smollett for the day. And yeah. all we had to do was... Like, like drive the boat around an island mm. um and i was like how on earth do you because there was like lots of other little islands yeah but they were big enough to look like actual bits of land and i was like i don't even know that like, you lose all perspective island. Yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. in amongst it and i was like are we outside the island well, have i come through the right bit of rock am i going too close to the rock it's a hard it's a hard skill yeah it is yeah. did you have enough well, no. supplies yeah <laughs> You had some, you had a, uh, some meze and a, and, a, and some uh, Greek salad. Mm, yes, that's, that's, fine that's, that's right. Yeah, snuff box feta. Snuff box feta. It's cubed. It's perfect. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, it feta, needs to be refrigerated though. Lump. That's the problem with feta. Like at least parmesan. Like it's one of those cheeses that it does need Lost to be refrigerated. A thing, but if it's in case, you know what I mean, it will, yeah, it will last because it's a hard cheese. It doesn't like dry out or anything. Good point. So. There was obviously Silver thinking he could kind of turn up and kind of throw his weight around a bit because he's going, well, I've got the ship and I like to learn. But the captain's seen right through him and just gone, actually, you're no better off than we are. And you're coming in trying to tell me how it's going to go. And I'm telling you how it's going to go. You're all going to jail and do there's nothing the you can do about it. Do the pirates know that there's a plan B for them to get picked up in 
three months or whatever. Yeah, I don't know actually. That'd be interesting because that's a big that's a big uh, thing because that yeah that's why, the, that's why the boat's not the be all and end all. No, I'm guessing they, the captain would have kept that close to his chest. Yeah, well, Jim didn't know. Oh yeah, so they probably yeah, don't. Who, who were they explaining it to last time? And they're like, oh, don't worry, in three months it's gonna to go like someone. Someone oh, yeah. was the reason we know that is because a character was telling another character. So clearly, everybody on the ship wasn't privy to that information. I'm guessing it would just be Captain Squire and Doctor. That yeah, props. Yeah, I think so. But also, Ben Gunn's been up to no good apparently. Well, he's kind of ruffled a few feathers. He killed a mm. bloke, didn't he? When they were all pissed. He killed, he killed, he, oh. he killed off a pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they obviously assumed that it was them who's done it rather than Ben. Yeah. They didn't name it. So the game that I suggested in the last podcast wouldn't have worked anyway. Cause oh, they didn't, no, yeah. They didn't bother naming him. It was Unnamed a, Pirate. A-N a- Other Pirate. That's it. Mm. What's Mr. interesting, though, as well, is that, like, obviously, Silver probably thought that coming into this negotiation was all about bravado, but actually it kind of shows he's in a slight position of desperation. Well, a little bit. Because he's like, come, yeah, because yeah, he's basically going like, stop killing us and I'll da 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 And he's like, so you can see he's clearly worried. He clearly knows that these people have the firearm advantage and they've managed to kill a few of his men already. And he's like going, well, I've only got 14, so. I think he must realise that his men are a bit useless if Grey fought yeah. off five of them, you know. Yeah. yeah. He's not no, got I the just, best. The they're, just there for the, no. they're just there for the lash, aren't they? They are. Um, can they reach the garrison with the cannons? They can, but they can't a... aim for it. The only thing I think they can see over oh, the tree line was the flag. Yeah. So oh, they are clearly able to aim it, but at the end of the day, because their aim is all over the place, that's why the people in the garrison are that like, bothered. It's not a surprise. It's like they set light to something and then it goes, like, I, how could you aim it well? Mm. You know, there's no, there's, there's such little, there's so many variables, isn't there? Mm. I was going to say, when you have a cannon on a ship, it's not, well, you do have some on the top, deck but often they're down below and they through a hole right so when when the fuse hits and obviously then the cannon will like jet backwards because of the like the the fire the propulsion yeah it, but it will still be like a straight line because it'll go like yeah you know whereas here if they've just got a random cannon it's like when they let it go it's gonna like go Whoa, and yeah. maybe fling off in a different direction but also you got well, those the, are, cannons were designed game, though yeah exactly that's what all these cannons are for they're only ever designed for hitting other ships they're not designed for hitting you know. a fort in an island. No, That's not no, what yeah. Listen, I've, seen, I've seen. I've seen Master and Commander, and I know yeah. everything. They they pull up alongside, and then they have to wait. For and then just they just the right shoot time. each other to matchsticks. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. They, and they would sometimes do it in cannon. Well, I don't know if that's where it. Comes from. Well, I don't think that's where it comes from. But like, no, I don't think so. Uh, where does the word well, cannon is in? Like, yeah, I'm not sure. One after know. the other. One after Maybe it is. Can, 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 can. Well, I guess because they'd have to, they couldn't like, like maybe one person would go along with the the match and light them all. Touch, touch paper. Three, four, yeah. Three. So it's odd. So is it somebody? Oh, it's odd. Oh yeah, we've got a game to guess. play. Yeah, we've got to play our favourite game. Guess what the next chapter is called? Oh gosh, this it's, it's, an, it's another open book, isn't it? Bum, 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 it was bum. easier. It, that last chapter was quite easy because the, the event was about to proceed. Yeah. Uh, let's go with pirates. Have a go at the good boy people. 
Uh, we haven't. Well, we know that they're called the pirates, but we don't. We haven't got like a collective name for. We call them the, the buccaneers. Allies. The, buc- no. oh, the buccaneers. Okay, so the pirates have a have a pop at the buccaneers. Or oh, sorry, no. The, the pirates are the buccaneers. Sorry, I thought you were. Goodies. Yeah, but what do we, what we call it? What we call in the goodies? Okay, the baddies have a pop at the goodies. Smollett. <laughs> and if it's not verbatim, I'll be amazed because I I'm, I'm now able to channel the sort of linguistic and literary style of Stevenson. <laughs> so Very yeah, the, the, the baddies have a pop at the goodies. Okay, okay. And on the other side? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like John Silver's in a desperate position and his negotiation didn't work, so I feel like he's going to attack them. Angry. And therefore your chapter title the is... Battle, the Siege. The Siege. Let's go for that. Okay. Well, I mean, I, like, I, I, I've, I've fallen out of the habit of giving points, but I feel like I want to just kind of them out all over the place to both of you. Oh, yay! Because chapter, oh, chapter 21 is entitled The Attack. Oh, oh okay. Matt actually said The Attack. Yeah, yeah but not, I didn't say that as my title, though. But you didn't, think, you didn't think it would be that demonstrative, did you? Well, I did think it would be that on, on the nose. No, I thought, like, yeah. <laughs> Because in my head, even before I said the siege, I'm like, Silver's revenge, or do you know what I mean? Like something more like ideary rather than a literal like attack. <laughs> but like, these these chapter yeah, titles are very they're more functional than they are. They are they are very functional. It's true. Yeah, they just serve the purpose of telling you what's coming. Like, yeah. oh, shall I read another? Shall I read another chapter? The attack. What's this going to be about? I think yeah. I know. I will. I will read a bit more. Uh, that's true. Thank yeah. Oh, well, if you've got any thoughts or opinions on this chapter, you can message us on thelazybookclub at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to tell us how exactly you would uh, attack a ga- uh, garrison from a few hundred metres away using your cannon, uh, tell us on Twitter at lazybookclubpod, as ever. <laughs> And uh, tell us if you ever, like Long John Silver, have got up after effectively losing an argument and then fallen over a fence. Tell us on Instagram <laughs> at Lazy Book Club Pod. We're also on Patreon, where for the small fee of $3 a month, you get an extra episode and access to the videos. Otherwise, we will see you next week for Chapter 21, The Attack. Let's see what these pirates are going to bring. Here we arr. go. Are they gonna, we'll see you then. Go, they are going to go. Arr. Arr. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.